As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room, formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. And, of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green Green Room, the Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7. Be sure and join me. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the uh, on the app so that you'll know anytime that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <laughs> What's up, guys? Week number five, a good week for our beloved Chicago Bears. We finally get a uh, road victory uh, in 2021 uh, after f- falling short uh, in Cleveland. <sighs> and, of course, starting off the year in Los Angeles. So, uh We've we've uh, we've we've drawn even as far as uh, our West Coast trips now, so uh, you know we get we uh, we we're three and two. We're a winning football team right now. We're only one game back of the Packers, who actually should have lost to the Bengals uh, today. That that should have happened uh, if not for both kickers for Green Bay and Cincinnati putting on a display on how not to make field goals uh, there in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, before Crosby, after missing three kicks in a row, finally puts one through in overtime to win the game uh, for them. So it was more like they outlasted Cincinnati uh, more so than actually beating them. But uh, they come to Soldier Field on Sunday. That's a very big deal. But before we get to that, we have to uh, give out our awards. Let's talk about this game with the Bears and the Raiders on Sunday, we pulled off the road win. It was an impressive win uh, for the for the Bears over a good football team, and uh, you know we, we we've proven that we can do that now. Are the Raiders among the top contenders in the AFC? Probably not, but uh, you know they were three and zero. You know eight days ago before they played the the Chargers on. Uh, Monday night football uh, they're there and they beat some good football teams in the process. They beat, they uh, you know, they beat the Ravens who uh, I think that's the only loss the Ravens have. Yeah. Cause the, 
the Ravens play tomorrow night on uh, on Monday. But um, you know, the Ravens are three and one. That blemish on their record is that Week One loss uh, to the Raiders. And uh, you know, the Raiders have some good wins uh, under their belt. And uh, we're going into a hostile environment uh, that didn't seem so hostile by the end of uh, the game because we Bear fans travel like no other team uh, in the league. So uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get to it. It is the Week 5 Review, Bear Up and Bear Down for the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Hang up the telephone. I hear the dial tone. Out loud After two very forgettable road games to start off 2021, the Bears looking to redeem themselves and get a sense of momentum from last week's win over Detroit uh, when they visited the Raiders in Las Vegas on Sunday to, uh, you know, to hopefully get ourselves into the win column and so that we have more wins than losses for the first time uh, in 2021. And the Bears were able to do just that with a 20-9 to victory over the Las Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas yeah, today. I mean, it was amazing. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back. Bear up and bear down for week number five. Uh, we've got lots of awards to uh, to hand out. Um, plenty of names uh, on the list, and uh, you know we have our we have our bear downs. There are a few, and uh, we have our most valuable bear, who you know was kind of reliving his uh, revenge game that he didn't get to do uh, two years ago. Uh, in London so or at least it didn't go our way in in London two years ago but uh so uh spoiler alert but uh you know it was uh it was a, a f- an interesting football game you know it, it, in uh the the defense for both like early on it was, it was very apparent that both defenses uh came to play this was not going to be a shootout by any stretch uh, of the imagination you could just tell early on and it very much fed into what we were talking about going into this, what we talked to uh, Q Myers about uh, in the preview episode uh, on Thursday and what we talked about in the keys to the game uh, on Friday, which was that, you know, this game is going to be won or lost in the trenches this week. Whichever offensive line can outperform the defensive front, that is how we're going to win and vice versa. You know, whichever defensive front can outlast its offensive counterpart, that is going to be how the uh, the scales get tipped in this one. And thankfully, both of those went in the Bears' favor uh, on Sunday. It was very even early on, and uh, you know the Bears kind of stuck, uh, you know, stepped out in front uh, in the second quarter with the two scoring drives, and that's where the scales started to get tipped. Uh, that you know that our defensive front started to shut down what the Raiders were trying to do. Uh, Sean Desai uh, did a fantastic job of not letting the Raiders burn us. I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, I said, and I, and I wasn't uh, um, afraid to make that prediction. It's like, I know this is a bear show. I really thought the Raiders were going to win because we've shown, uh, you know, a glaring weakness in giving up those big plays uh, downfield. And the Raiders definitely have the horses in order to hurt us uh, that way. And with our offense, efficient though it might be, it's not an explosive offense that is meant to get into a shootout with anyone. So if we give up one or, God forbid, two of those big plays on top of what we might be giving up in the, you know, uh, elsewhere, like a long drive uh, in, in, in this case, uh, it would be more than our offense would be able to answer for. 
And uh, thankfully, the Sean Desai and the defense slash secondary were able to uh, to X that out. And the and the one time that they really caught us with our pants down, uh, a, a miscommunication uh, at, at one point, receiver dropped the ball. They bailed us out uh, on that one. So. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have been a touchdown having him because he had to stop it and wait for the football would have been it, but it would have been at least like a 60 yard gain or so on that play that would have flipped the field. And instead he drops the pass, which just kind of encompassed how the day was going uh, for the Raiders and, and bailed the bears out. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline and giving up another one of those uh, big plays. So, and, um, you know, it helps us build some confidence going into the next two weeks against two very dangerous passers in Tom Brady and uh, and Rodgers. Obviously, we play Rodgers first. But, uh, you know, the, the Buccaneers right now are averaging like 30-plus points uh, a game. So uh, figuring out how to stop those big killer plays is going to be a key if we want to come out of a come out of that game uh, with a victory, we have to be able to shut down the passing game. And today was a good litmus test for us, getting after uh, Derek Carr and and also doing a fantastic job shutting down Josh Jacobs, who was a big reason why the Raiders beat us two years ago uh, in London. So let's go ahead and start uh, handing out these awards. And because they're on the shorter side, and because we won, let's go with the Bear Downs first. Let's get those. Uh, out of the way and I only have I have two and an honorable mention that I want to uh, throw out there but the two bear downs let's first of all let's go with bear down to Mario Edwards I am a huge fan uh, of Mario Edwards I was thrilled to get him back after his two-game suspension uh, was over he came in had an immediate impact in the Cleveland game got a sack in his first action uh, of 2021 he is a stout pass rusher he is a good run defender but apparently he's also a bit of a hothead because he got busted twice for unnecessary uh roughness and he was actually in my opinion lucky to have not been thrown out of the game on the first unnecessary roughness penalty because it looked like to me number one he broke the cardinal rule of football as far as uh penalties are concerned um, like when you're getting into a fracas with an opponent, you never, never, never retaliate. And f- that's for one reason, one reason and one reason only because the referees always catch the second guy. The second guy is always the one who gets punished. Did the guy that shoved Mario Edwards get penalized? No, he did not. There were no offsetting penalties 
on that play. It was that guy shoved Mario Edwards, and it looked to me like Edwards threw a punch. And that will immediately get you dejected from the football game. Apparently, the referees didn't see it that way. Um, Maybe I just had a weird angle on what happened, but Edwards got penalized for retaliating, and it was 15 yards for the the Raiders uh, on that play. Uh, Fast forward a little bit later uh, in the game, we stuff uh, Josh Jacobs in the backfield uh, on uh, on a run play, and uh, you know the 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 whistle is being blown. It was one of those where you stand up the runner, and the referees blow the whistle dead. You know, blowing the play dead, and the next thing you know, uh, Mario Edwards literally hip tosses Josh Jacobs and throws him uh, to the ground. Um, we saw Matt Nagy on the sideline saying he punched him. So I'm maybe, uh, maybe Josh Jacobs kind of gave him a little gut punch, uh, or whatever that that's what, um, you know, forced Edwards to, well, not forced, but what compelled Edwards to do that, uh, that stupid ass, uh, hip toss. But again, it goes back to the rule. The referees always catch the second guy. They obviously missed Josh Jacobs punching him. If that is in fact what happened, because they didn't show a uh, they didn't show a replay uh, of it, or at least they we only saw one, and nobody was I wasn't looking to see if Josh Jacobs punched him. I just saw the replay of basically Edwards getting a running start and then hip tossing uh, Josh Jacobs about five yards down the field. So uh, you know Nagy was on the sidelines, like literally screaming at the referees that he punched him. Uh, so. I would love to see that, uh, get another look at that to see if that actually was uh, what happened. But again, that was Edwards retaliating on somebody doing on, you know, on his opponent, uh, hitting him first. And it was Edwards who was penalized. So we got to have, got to let have cooler heads prevail. You got to be smarter uh, than that, because those are mistakes we won't get away with against Green Bay, giving them a free 15 yard penalty twice in a football game. Those could be those could be momentum killers or momentum starters uh, for Green Bay because you know how uh, Aaron Rodgers loves to uh, use the, the like free plays. God forbid he makes somebody uh, jump at the line of scrimmage. That free five-yard penalty is just a, uh, a free pass for Aaron Rodgers to pull one out of his ass and throw a 40-yard play uh, you know, on something that wasn't designed to be that way. So, yeah, it, it just turns into uh, backyard football or playground ball on that point, and, and, and Rodgers will, will hurt us. So, you know, he'll take advantage of getting a free set of downs uh, and, uh, you know, when we do something stupid uh, like that. So we just want to be smarter in those moments. And just remember, the referees always catch the second guy. They always catch the second guy. If you're the one retaliating, you can almost guarantee you're the one that's getting busted. So, yeah, you got to be smarter uh, than that. So, uh, bear down to Mario Edwards for not being the better man, if you will, in those situations. And then uh, bear down to Sam Mustafer. Uh, for as much as we praised him last year, uh, him really stepping up in that that turmoil of a season that we had uh, with, with the reshuffling of our offensive line and what a mess that was. And then from, uh, you know, week 12 on through the end uh, of the season, really stepping up and establishing himself, uh, you know, being the day one starter in 2021. I'm just seeing a little too much of him getting playing football and finishing his blocks on our side of the line of scrimmage. He's basically being bullied around uh, at the line of scrimmage, and it hurts us at times 
because he really picks some, some really inopportune times to get blown up uh, at the line of scrimmage. The Bears were in a short yardage situation. I think it was in the third or the fourth quarter, and he got blown up, like literally pushed like two or three yards into the backfield. And, of course, he gets uh, you know, pushed into the lane that the running back was trying to go in, which means he's got to stop and try to reshuffle. And by then, the Raiders were, you know, closing down on the ball carrier. I don't remember if it was Herbert or uh, Williams, but that's happening too often now uh, with Sam Mustafer. So it needs, so it's either a he's not big enough, he's not strong enough, or he's not using the proper technique to get the leverage that he needs to get under. His opponent, so that he's the one that's, uh, you know, so that he's the one delivering the blow instead of what appears in my eyes, he's always accepting the blow. You know, he's like, he's catching his opponent and taking him where he wants to go. But it seems like more times than not, when he's doing that, he's getting in the way of where the ball was supposed to go. Like he's letting his opponent get across his face. So he's taking him, uh, you know, where he wants to go. But it's, it's you know, creating havoc in the backfield as opposed to making an opening uh, for our runners. Because it's happening too far, too far in on our side of the line of scrimmage. If this was happening at the line of scrimmage, that's one thing. But it's happening basically in our backfield, which means it's coming back at the running backs. And that's where they have to readjust and, you know, uh, slam on the brakes before they've got any momentum going uh, with their running. It's just happening too often now uh, with Mustafer, and uh, it needs to uh, it needs to improve. So I don't know if it's a he's not strong enough, he's not big enough thing, or if he's just using you know crappy technique uh, at the line of scrimmage uh, to uh, to offset what his opponents are doing and to get the leverage on his side instead of uh, letting his opponent dictate the leverage to him. So. Uh, either way, we need a better job out of Sam Mustafer uh, for as well as we ran the ball at times uh, today. It seemed more times than not when we didn't run the ball, Sam Mustafer was at the was at the point of the problem uh, in those uh, in those situations. So we need a better job from Sam Mustafer. So bear down for him uh, today. And then finally, the honorable mention: bear down to the fans in Las Vegas for booing Andy Dalton when he came out in relief of Justin Fields. Uh, we had a scary moment with Justin Fields. I believe it was in the, was it, was it the first quarter? No, it was in the second quarter. It was in the second quarter. Uh, Justin Fields is rolling to his right. Um, it looks like he's going to run. And then at the last second, you kind of see him pull up and then he changes his mind again. Uh, I, I guess his receiver wasn't there or a defender got in, in, in the, in the lane he was going to throw in. Decides that he's going to run. Yannick Ngakwe is uh, catching up to him or bearing down uh, on him. And as he's getting away from Ngakwe, he, he, his knee buckles and he hyperextends his knee and he comes out for a few plays. Okay, He goes limping off the, uh, the field. Thankfully, it wasn't anything uh, serious. He was able to, uh, you know, to shake it off. He was able to put weight on it. He was able to run. He was able to drop back and things on the sidelines. Meanwhile, Andy Dalton comes out, and I hear boos coming from the crowd. I think we're past that now, guys. Okay, we're we're past that. It's not obviously we don't want Andy Dalton, um, and it's not he's not a bad quarterback, guys. Like I said, I honestly believe he was never given a great shot to be adored by us 
uh, you know, in his first year uh, in Chicago, which frankly is why I wanted him last year, <laughs> why I wanted him to be the one, not Nick Foles competing uh, with Mitch Trubisky. Then he would be beloved in Chicago, but um, instead uh, he comes in and, you know, you know, sign him on the heels of the Russell Wilson thing. Uh, and then he's the uh, roadblock between us and Justin Fields uh, playing on a permanent basis uh, and everything. I just, and the guy's been a soldier, you know, he, he, he's been nothing but a fantastic teammate. He's the one who made the call to let Fields know the job was his permanently, letting him know he was going to be there to support him with anything he needed uh, and everything. He comes onto the field when, he, when we need him to because Justin Fields goes down uh, for a few plays, and, and they boo the guy when he comes out onto the field. Like, if he had a choice, he'd be out there kind of thing. So it's like... When you're the backup quarterback, you know that when you're going out there, something has gone horribly wrong. Either they need you to step up because the starter is garbage or the starter has gone down and we need you to play. So he already knows it's not a good thing that he's going out on the field, but it's a great thing, guys, that we have Andy Dalton. Okay, this is something that is going to help us more than hurt us down the road uh, in, in many ways, and especially in situations like that. He came in for, I think, was like maybe four or five plays. He handed the ball off a few times. He completed a pass. He was one for one for eight yards uh, today. So I just thought it was incredibly unfair that the fans would boo him. Uh, I actually thought they should have cheered for him when he came out. It's like, hey, it's not Nick Foles. Hey, Andy Dalton, welcome. You know, that kind of thing. This is the, this is the, we're lucky right now. We have Andy Dalton this year as our backup quarterback. We don't have to go back to cement shoes, Foles, uh, and, and things like that. So, uh, I thought it was unfair that uh, that that he was booed. Uh, I did think it was awesome that uh, they cheered like uh, like you know Justin Fields was a returning hero when he came back into the game a handful of plays uh, later. But I thought it was unfair that uh, Andy Dalton got booed. So bear down to the fans that contributed to that in Vegas on Sunday. So it was unnecessary. We're lucky to have Andy Dalton, and uh, we need to treat him like that going forward. So I thought it was unfair that he got booed uh, on Sunday. So anyway, let's take a quick break. Let our sponsors get a word in and uh, then we'll, uh, we'll celebrate. It's bear up time. <coughs> this episode of the bears talk underground is brought to you by the Spotify green room, formerly known as the locker room app guys. Spotify green room is a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes and insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news share your own experiences on the app start or join ongoing conversations watch games together react to the biggest news rumors and games and of course i host a weekly show every wednesday night at 7 p.m on the spotify green room the bears talk underground presents club 34 7 be sure and join me come through and talk with me live all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store, create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. 
Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the the app so that you'll know anytime that I go live because we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <coughs> it is bear up time, so let's get on to the to the good wars, the positive aspects uh, of Sunday's game. I mean, we'll start right off the bat with the uh, with the obvious one. Uh, bear up to Khalil Mack. Uh, strangely, he was only credited with one sack on Sunday, even though I think we all saw him get three. Um, or at the very least, two and a half. But sadly, the sack he got on the two-point uh, try by the Raiders just goes down as a failed conversion for the Raiders and not a sack uh, for, for Khalil. And the sack that he and Tashawn Gibson were in on was fully credited to, to Deshaun Gibson. So Mac only has the one sack that he had earlier uh, in the ball game. But I think this was more in line of what he was hoping slash expecting in London was, uh, you know, playing against his old team and being able to perform in a way that would make them regret letting him go. Or in this case, if the rumors are true, uh, regretting not being able to make a deal with the Bears to get him back. Because, of course, there was that story out there that the, the, the Raiders made a call to the Bears about trying to trade uh, for Khalil Mack, this was before they signed Yannick Ngakwe and uh, and things like that. So, you know, either A, regret letting him go, or B, regret not getting him back this past offseason. That is the kind of football game Khalil Mack uh, had today. So uh, bear up uh, to the man, Khalil Mack. Uh, bear up Travis Gibson. Travis Gibson, excuse me. Um, Second-year guy out of, I believe, Tulsa uh, is where we drafted him from. Uh, continues to improve second game in a row uh, with the sack uh, last week he you know it looked like he was gonna let uh, Jared Goff slip through his fingers and at the last second as Goff was getting away he grabs a hold of his foot literally shoestring uh, sack on his part to finish it off today there was no doubt he got in there got the sack on on Derek Carr and my favorite part was uh the shot on the sideline because neither Quinn or Mac were in on the play because we got to see them celebrating on the sidelines uh, as Travis was celebrating his sack on the field. So uh, him getting the job and getting towards the getting to the passer uh, when our two best pass rushers are on the sideline, it's it's a good feeling, you know, to know that we don't need uh, Mac or Quinn to be in there every single uh, pass play in order to get pressure. Uh, on the quarterback that's going to come in huge. That's going to be a theme, uh, you know, that's going to come in huge next week uh, or the next couple of weeks against Green Bay and Tampa Bay because getting to Rodgers and getting into Brady are going to be like key number one in getting a victory uh, against either. And, and those guys are so good, even that might not be enough, but we definitely need that to start chopping down the tree that is Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers these next couple of weeks. So having him... Uh, you know, emerging as a top, you know, third option for us in that pass rush uh, is an outsta- is a wonderful, you know, bullet to have in the chamber uh, going forward. So bear up to him for another sack, um, you know, under his belt. 
And, uh, you know, bear up to, uh, to Robert Quinn as well. I mean, the year that he's having uh, thus far, he's playing like the guy we thought we signed last year, and he's playing like the guy that we've needed since getting Khalil Mack. Uh, you know, Leonard Floyd, unfortunately, wasn't that guy. I mean, he's done well for himself in Los Angeles uh, with the Rams, but he wasn't that counterpart to Khalil Mack that we needed him to be. He wasn't stepping up when Khalil was eating tri- double and triple teams uh, and everything, and that's why the Bears let him go and signed Robert Quinn, and then Robert Quinn, ha- you know, having the difficulties with the injuries and whatnot last year really hampered him. He had more sacks in, in two games than he had all of 2020, uh, and he's really stepped up. He's made it, you know, very difficult for teams to give Mac the attention that he requires on most plays. And uh, because you can't, if you're going to leave Robert Quinn one on one on the on the other side, uh, you're leaving a you know you're 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 leaving your quarterback at risk, and and you can't do that. So uh, bear up to uh, to Robert Quinn uh, for that. Uh, let's see anybody else on the defense. Yes, DeAndre Houston Carson. Big interception uh, in the third quarter. Uh, you know, a fantastic play from him to uh, be able to step up his uh, his first interception since uh, picking off uh, Teddy Bridgewater in the Panthers game to close that one out last year uh, when we went five and one uh, in our last victory for you know seven weeks before we won another football game. But uh, you know, big interception uh, for Carson or Houston Carson, excuse me, uh, and it was a take a takeaway that we needed. Uh, to steal the momentum from the Raiders and, uh, you know, kill anything that they had going there in the third quarter. It was a scoreless third quarter. Nobody scored uh, in the third, and that was a big reason why we shut that one uh, down. The Raiders uh, taking a shot uh, on us, and uh, uh, Houston Carson, the Johnny on the spot, uh, making the interception. It was a huge play, uh, and uh, kudos to him for stepping up. And then kudos to Sean Desai. You know, I I have no shame in admitting that I would pick the Raiders to win this game, and I've already talked about why. You know, I really just thought that uh, we've, you know, in the first four games, we've given up, you know, in three of those four games, we gave up big touchdowns. Uh, even in the loss to Cincinnati, they had the 40-yard-plus touchdown to, uh, to, to Jamar Chase. We had the two big gaffes in the uh, Rams game to start off the season, and then last week, uh, that one drive, we gave up these two pass plays that we give up those two big pass plays that that give the uh, the Lions their second touchdown to make the game look closer uh, than it actually was. And both of those plays, we looked horrible in the secondary. You know, the first on the big crossing route, there's nobody within 10 yards of him in either direction. And then the touchdown, uh, you know, only from 25 yards out, but it was reminiscent of the touchdown play uh, to Cooper Cup. Uh, in the first week where the guy was so, you know, so it was one of those plays where he was so wide open, he might have dropped the ball, you know, like that's how wide open uh, he was. Uh, Instead, he brings it down and it's a 24 to 14 game when it was really more of a 24 to seven performance that the defense gave uh, in that one. And we know that, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the Raiders have the horses to hurt us deep. And I thought they were more likely to do it than we were to stop it because, Three out of four games, we've given up those big plays. So I just was really, really worried about it, more so that I thought that it was more likely to happen. So uh, bear up to Sean Desai for putting it together or for beating it into his safety's heads to uh, you know, not give up those big plays. Uh, we only had the one brain fart, but like I said, we got bailed out by the 
receiver Edwards uh, dropped the dropped the play or dropped the ball on that play, saving us uh, from giving up a about a sixty yard play uh, on that. Uh, also in the third quarter, so I mean, uh, we we had the interception on the one drive, and we uh, had the dropped ball that saved a huge play for the Raiders. So they were in a way couldn't get out of their own way, and then we got in their way uh, on those two uh, on those two plays. So. But uh, kudos to Sean Desai for putting a uh, putting a recipe together that allowed us to have success. That uh, you know, mixing up those fronts uh, and everything, so that we were able to get pressure, consistent pressure uh, on on Derek Carr. We didn't see any of the things that that Joey Bosa was saying, where you know Derek seemed to uh, fold as the game went along uh, or anything like that. But I also think he was conscious of it more so this week than uh, than last week. But um, you know, to, to keep the constant pressure on Carr to be a, a you know deterrent in the passing game over and over was was a great thing to see, and I think Decide deserves all the all the credit uh, for that. You know, putting it putting together us uh, uh, you know a game plan and putting together a scheme where we're not giving up those big plays and we're also getting to the quarterback. That's a good recipe for success, especially with the two guys that we have coming up. Uh, these next two, two of the best ever. We gotta gotta figure out how to wrangle them in if we want to walk away with victories next week, especially uh, against Green Bay. So bear up to Sean Desai uh, and the defense for uh, for getting it done. I mean, that's they were outstanding today. Um, you know, they shut down Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr only had 209 yards passing. It was an outstanding performance from the defense. I think we sacked him at least four times uh, in this football game. Whether or not you're counting the uh, the two pointer, and I, I think with with that one it was actually five. But um, you know it was an outstanding performance uh, from the defense overall. Shut them down in both phases and uh, got it done. So bear up to Sean Desai, the architect of that uh, defensive performance. Now on to the offense. I mean, here's the obvious ones: bear up Khalil Herbert, bear up Damian Williams. I said in the key to the games on Friday, Montgomery not being on the team does not mean we can abandon. The run, and in fact, we kind of doubled down on the run. We ran 58 offensive plays on Sunday, 37 runs, only 21 pass attempts, and you know Justin Fields only threw for 111 yards, and we won the game, guys. I mean, that's how well we ran uh, the football. Uh, Khalil Herbert was the leading ball carrier, 18 carries, 75 yards uh, in this one. Uh, but Damian Williams was no slouch, 16 carries, 66. Yards. That's over four yards a carry for both uh, of our ball carriers uh, on Sunday. Just an outstanding job uh, from them. And, uh, you know, bear up to Bill Lazor for putting together that game plan and sticking with the run because it wasn't pretty at times. Like when I talked about uh, Sam Mustafer uh, getting blown up at times, getting shoved into the backfield uh, kind of thing, uh, you know, not to, to pile on, but those are the kind of things that Nagy would see and be like, well, we're not running the football anymore. And, uh, you know, not not thinking that uh, thinking that was going to happen with every play and just abandoning the run uh, altogether. Laser sticks with it. We stick with the run. The run was the most effective part of our offense uh, on Sunday, and uh, it contributed to, to that uh, to that second touchdown drive. It was like 16 plays, eight minutes off the clock, and and finished with the the Damian Williams uh, touchdown run with the dude. That was such a sweet cut that he made to get just leave the leave his opponent hugging air uh, there at the uh, when he made the, just out on an island he made a miss like 
It was so pretty. I loved it. Uh, and that put the Bears up 14-3, and we pretty much didn't look back uh, from there. That was all the, all the points we would need when we scored that second touchdown uh, in the second quarter. So big, big bear up for Herbert and Williams. Uh, they got it done uh, on Sunday. And I think, you know, most Bear fans are now breathing a sigh of relief knowing that we can. There is life after David Montgomery. You know, obviously we want him in there. We want him being the chief ball carrier, but we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We'll be able to, you know, tow the road while, uh, while Monty is out and look forward to having him back, but we're going to be okay. One thing I think we did see today was that uh, when, uh, when Monty does come back, I think, uh, I think Herber is going to be our number two back instead of uh, Williams. I really do. Uh, but uh, actually, while I'm at it, just kind of like an honorable mention, bear up to Ryan Pace for signing Damian Williams. That was a huge signing, huge, huge signing. And it's paying dividends uh, as well, if not better, than I think we all thought it would when we uh, signed him because he opted out of 2020. He was uh, a big reason for the the Chiefs winning that Super Bowl back in uh, Super Bowl 54 over the 49ers. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess it was his, his history with Coach Nagy that uh, – that uh, you know got him to sign with us uh, for this season, but uh, we're glad to have him. So uh, big bear up to, to Williams and Herbert on that one. Also on the offensive side, bear up Elijah Wilkerson. Um, Jermaine Afidi goes down with the with the knee injury. We're still waiting to hear on the severity uh, of that, but he came into the football game and you didn't notice. And that when you're an offensive lineman, that's what you want. You want them to not notice that you're out there because if they notice that you're out there, it's usually not because you're doing an outstanding job. More times than not, it's because, <clears throat> Sam Mustafer, you're noticing that you're not doing something correctly. You're getting whooped in the passing game uh, or, or something like that. Elijah Wilkerson came in for uh, Jermaine Afidi when he goes down, and we continue to run the football as well as we did. And... Um, you know, continue to maintain control of the football game and the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, so bear up to him for being able to step up and perform when needed. And then finally, bear up to Justin Fields for showing the grit. I mean, because he certainly didn't have a statistically uh, pretty game. I think he was like 11 for 20 for 111 yards today. That throw on third and 12 in the fourth quarter. I mean, after I saw that, I posted a tweet that said, here's something I've never said in the time that we've had Justin Fields. That was a poorly placed throw because this kid can split atoms with his accuracy. I mean, the window that he throws that ball to Darnell Mooney in on third and 12 was he only put it where Mooney could get it between two defenders. Uh, you know, we, it was third and 12 and we got 13. And here's something else that I was really excited about. It was third and 12 and Darnell Moody ran a 13 yard route. He got past the sticks and then caught the ball as opposed to what we've seen in the past, which is, hey, it's third and 11. So we're going to run a four yard route and expect our receiver to get eight yards for the first down. So it was also really nice to see us actually attacking the sticks before looking back for the football. But he made an outstanding throw. He came back from the from the injury, played like it never happened. He showed a lot of grit because he got banged up in the first quarter. He had a he said he had the the wind knocked out of him. I think on that one designed quarterback draw where he ran up the field and when he was trying to do the uh, the spin move, uh, Josh Abrams uh, you know crashed right into his kidneys. He said he knocked the wind out of him. That's why he was on the on the sidelines, kind of wincing uh, a little bit. So. 
you know, but, uh, you know, bear up to, to him for, uh, for showing the grit, for getting his second win as a starter, for getting his first road win uh, of the season, and uh, just for being Justin Fields and for still being available at 11 when the Bears were able to make a trade and go up to get him. So just so happy to have the guy. And then our special teams uh, performer of the week, uh, Cairo Santos, two huge field goals in the fourth quarter, the second of which put the game out of reach, making it an 11-point game with uh, less than a minute to go uh, in the game. And, uh, you know, they, they, they keep trying to jinx him by putting up, hey, he's made this many field goals in a row and showing that graphic long enough for everybody to be able to read it before uh, the snap uh, and everything. Eventually, that's going to jinx him and he's going to miss one, um, I'm assuming. But just because law of averages, he's going to miss at some point. But uh, hopefully it won't be a kick that we need. But, uh, you know, in, in this situation, we needed both of those kicks, and he put them both through, so bear up to Kairos Santos. So, And, uh, you know, to wrap things up, our most valuable bear this week, I'm going with Khalil Mack. This was his true uh, revenge game. He was able to get after it, sacking Derek Carr, getting into his face after the first one, which was nice to see, sacking him again on the two-point uh, play and then not getting the credit for half a sack at least on the one that he and uh, Tashawn Gibson uh, teamed up for. But um, I think he was the most valuable bear today. I think some of you might argue it was, you know, Herbert or Williams or uh, maybe Bill Lazor or whatever. I'm going with Khalil. Uh, just, I guess, more of an emotional thing that uh, we should make Khalil the, the most valuable bear for week number five uh, in the, in our win on the road against the Raiders. So he returns to Raider territory, not the Raider territory that he played in, but nonetheless, it's where they hang their hat these days. Uh, you know, we're there. He got the job done. He was a star for us on defense, and we got the win. So there we go. And that's going to do it for Bear Up and Bear Down for week number five. Come on back tomorrow for the deep dive review as we dig into this uh, victory over uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we'll have our knee-jerk reactions uh, and everything else uh, in between. So be sure to come back in on Tuesday, and uh, we'll uh, we'll fully get into it, close the book on week number five, and then get ready because it's Packer week, and it's time to see can Justin Fields outgun and Justin Fields outgun Aaron Rodgers next Sunday in Soldier Field. So come on back Tuesday, and uh, we'll close the book on this and get ready for Rodgers and the Packers. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.